0: And now, here's the latest team building podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with the latest episode of the team building podcast. We're here with the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Cohn himself, and uh, we're in the lead up to the big event. We're going to talk about uh, how to retain agents, make things sticky. And so I know, Jeff, you have a lot to say about that. But first of all, it feels like we haven't done this in a long time. What's up? (laughs) What's up, Matt Johnson? Hey, man, I'm super excited to chat with you today. Um, As a lot of our listeners know,
1: Matt has several podcasts uh, that he helps manage through pursuing results. And they do a lot of amazing things when it comes to post-editing and promoting. And I just want to thank you, Matt, publicly for all of the assistance you've given us. I was just going into our iTunes account recently, the podcast account. And we've been doing this for over four years. There's over 100 podcast recordings in there. Lots of great value. So if you're just jumping in here for the first time, you can go back four years if you'd like to get caught up with all of our content and Matt had been the host of the show up until a couple months ago. He handed the baton. He trusted me to be able to run it, and it's been going pretty well, but it is great to have you back today.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of that, you do need to pull your microphone in closer just realize you that you- go. you're Perfect. Way-, <laughs> way off over there. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So first of all, why are we talking about how to retain agents? Let's set the scene a little bit. So what, what are you seeing out there right now that's causing an issue with with retention and putting us all kind of yeah. at risk, basically?
1: So as, as a lot of people that listen to me know, I launched my team in 2011. And over the course of five or six years, I really wanted to figure out not only how to scale, but how to scale profitably and how to retain and attract top level agents. And there's a lot of conflicts there. It's like an oxymoron. Um, I see a lot of teams that are attracting talent, but then they have a really hard time keeping it. And then I have other teams that attract people that I would argue aren't great talent and they don't have a hard time keeping those people, but they have a hard time being profitable off of those people. So it's kind of a mixture of both. I wanted my team to be a one-stop shop. So both brand new agents, average Joe, run of the mill, 10 deals a year agents, and then rockstar agents all could flourish within my model while I could continue to be profitable. My business model has to be profitable as well or else I go away and uh, I'm no longer relevant. So There's some strategies around this that we'll get into today, but the reason this topic is coming up is over year after year after year, we continue to hear agents talking about how they're struggling to retain their top performers. And they'll just kind of throw their hands up and say, Hey, I don't blame them. They want to go start their own team or I don't blame them. They just want to go do it on their own. They don't need us anymore. And I'll say, well, what do they not need? And an agent typically will have a response like, well, they don't need my leads or they don't need the office that I used to give them. And they'll pick like one or two things that they perceived as the value as to why that individual was in their organization. And that is where the mindset is wrong. My belief is that your business needs to be the vehicle to allow those that align with you to make more money in less time with less energy. So when I sit down with a possible recruit or an agent that's thinking about leaving my team, it's a business conversation where we pull out a p and I can show them net net, they will make more money by working within my organization than by leaving my organization and trying to create the wheel on their own.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot to be, to be said there. Um, but let's start with just kind of the basics. So let, let's take a, a top performing, let's say a buyer's agent. Let's start there. Cause in, since, since you were, you know, you're known as kind of building the team off of, uh, internet lead generation, which that that's a whole other conversation. Cause it's in the, in the reality, the behind the scenes numbers are a little bit different. Now, Yeah. Let's, yeah let, let's say you have a superstar buyer's agent and, and they yep. think they're going to go off and, uh, and, and go off on their own. Yeah. So we have buyer's agents on the team that do
1: 40 or 50 units a year. Uh, Two that I can think of specifically, uh, they each make over $150,000 a year. And in the beginning, when they first joined the team, both of them have been on for more than five years. They both came on and wanted to just work our leads. And a lot of people do have the perception that we're heavily lead based uh, when it comes to internet leads, which is a little bit of a myth. Um, We've never done more than about a third of our business off of the internet. Last year, it was only 15% but we have used the internet to build our database. So while last year we closed about 75% from sphere of influence, we believe at one point those were internet leads. And those are just simply, every time you have an internet lead that converts, it becomes your sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. And so those agents, when they first joined, didn't have a strong sphere. They lived and died off of, all of the internet leads we generated to them. They had a ton of success converting those internet leads. And for anyone that's ever converted an internet lead, if you can do that successfully, you will dominate your sphere of influence. You'll dominate your up on prospecting efforts. And I believe any healthy team should be split a third, a third, and a third. A third of the team's business is internet leads, which includes social media engagement. Um, a third of the leads should be up on prospecting. A third of the leads should be sphere of influence. So the challenge is for a lot of teams, once those Brand new agents become seasoned agents. They no longer need the internet leads and you only thought that was the value you offered. Why would they not just work their sphere and leave you and arguably get a better split by leaving you? So splits was a big key factor in how we've um, progressed as a team. In the beginning, um, I was, there's a little biblical reference, I was the only person on my team that could list property. So from like 2011 to 2013, all of my buyer leads went off to my six to 12 agents and all of their listing leads had to come to me. Every time I gave them a lead, I'd split it, I'd give them 50% refer, They'd owe me a 50% referral fee. Every time they gave me a lead, I'd pay them 50%. They'd do nothing mm-hmm. and I'd pay a 50% referral fee, which we thought was fair. Mm-hmm. Well, in time, we saw that they wanted to go on listings. Of course, everyone wants to work both sides of the business and right. so I gave them the ability to do that and we created a, a scaled commission structure where every person that came into the organization started at a 60-40, but they could cap at an 80-20. And a lot of people told me I was insane. Like, how are you going to be profitable when you're paying out 80-20? Well, the reason I believed I'd be profitable, and it was a guess seven years ago, and now it's proof, is I had a third of my business coming from internet leads in which I was keeping a 50% referral fee. And to this day, last year, I was down a little bit my net total because we were only at 15% internet leads. Overall, in my profit and loss, I made $3 million gross, but I paid out 70% in agent commissions. Now, if you can do the math on that real quick, it still left me Mm -hmm. $600,000 for me to net because I net 20%. The other 300,000, the 10% went to overhead expenses. Mm -hmm. So we have found that by paying out more to your veteran agents or the agents that are deserving, and you can do your splits based on whatever production levels you want. Our 80-20 is if you're at 4 million or more, but I know in some markets you might choose to do 8 million, whatever makes sense for your marketplace. Mm-hmm. What we found is those agents that, you know, are now doing 60, 70, 80 deals a year, making 150 grand a year. They're getting an 80, 20 split under my model. Now there are still brokerages like KW would have a cap. They might be able to net more when you look at it for um, face value. Mm-hmm. They might say, Hey, I can make <clears throat> a 94% split downstairs if they were to go become hundred percenters, which in my office, it's actually a 94, six. But if they went and got the same deal that I have, they could make 14% more, but Because I offer so much additional value in addition to the leads, which is why they came on board and why a lot of agents join teams, there's Mm -hmm. accountability. All of our team leaders are held accountable every week in a 20-minute accountability meeting. And then we give them the ability to build teams within our team. Mm -hmm. And so we then give all the agents that join their team leads. We give all the agents that join their team seats in Boomtown. We give all the agents that join their team access to all of our team trainings virtually and locally. They all get access Mm -hmm. to the Elite Real Estate Systems trainings for free And it doesn't cost anyone in our organization anything to be on our team and so net total omaha's elite spends fifty thousand dollars a month now that is getting covered through broker fees it gets covered through our msa agreements but then some of it does come out of omaha's elite's actual budget Mm -hmm. and so when an agent decides to go on their own i'll ask them like hey if you go out on your own do you have money to cover if you wanted to be equal to what you have with us do you have money to cover?" the purchase of a moving truck? Are you going to be able to negotiate the prices we've negotiated with our home stagers, our home, you know, home inspection company, our home warranty company, yeah. our photographers, our videographers, our drone? Like, it's insane. It's like We've built so much value into Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group that for an agent to leave and recreate it, they could not be profitable. Right. So the people that I see leave, leave because of ego. They want to be the one on the stage. They want their name to be shouted from the rooftops. I took my ego out of it by removing the name from my team. Cone is no longer, it's Omaha's elite real estate group. I don't care about getting the accolades. The only reason I like getting accolades is it helps with recruiting, but it doesn't make you money to be the top dog. Sometimes mm-hmm. it costs you more because you make decisions based on ego and wanted to keep your unit count high when you're not making the right decisions, which is decisions based on your, your profit and loss statement and making sure you're mm-hmm. profitable.
0: Yeah, and, and the whole thing I see, that there's, there's the porpoise effect of having top performers leave and keeping a very streamlined model like there's there's a there, there's a certain approach which says basically you keep it very lean and mean you operate as a uh, as a set team with set roles set functions and the team doesn't really grow you just basically when a top performer chooses to leave for whatever reason including ego you just work to replace them with an equal you know a superstar that's that's as good or better and the thing i think that's just it's a different approach with you is you are operating as as a, a hybrid between a team leader and a broker and doing a lot of the same things that the brokers should be doing, but aren't doing providing the value that, you know, that agents are looking to brokers to provide, but they aren't. And it's just a different approach. So you're giving up a little bit on how much you pay out to your agents and and taking a hit there. But you're also able to retain agents who would normally leave you And leave you high and dry, by the way. And then you'd have to recruit to try to fill their slot as one of your key listing people, or your key buyer's agents, right? So instead of letting them leave and then working to replace them with an an A plus talent, you're allowing them to stay and you reduce the amount that you make off of them, but they stay within the organization and then you work to provide all the value to keep them. And and basically, it's it's just, to me, it's a different choice. It's a different choice to, instead of trying to hang on to the same person or let them go and replace them with somebody better, which is gonna produce its own set of, risk and flux in the business, you're choosing to keep them in and make less money off of them. Here's the big difference,
1: Matt. And you're absolutely addressing this perfectly. The big difference is when I set out to build my team, I wanted to put myself in a position where I never had to service another real estate transaction the rest of my life. If you have a small, I call them ninja team or Navy SEAL team, that's great. But think of it as pillars of a bridge. If You have six agents, you have six pillars. One pillar goes down, there's, the next pillar goes down, there's a real big risk there that that whole bridge is going to fall. Well, I have 40 agents. If I lose 10 pillars, I still have 70% of my revenue coming in. And so the biggest risk when you have six agents is if you lose your rock star or two or three, and they go and build another team that's going to compete against you, you're going to have to sell more houses. And Mm -hmm. so all of the agents I know of that are running teams with four or five agents, the team leader is also selling full time. To me, that's not a business. Because you have a job and if you look at your profit and loss statement, if you're being honest with yourself, you have to take your own commission income out of it. Mm -hmm. You want to see if your business is profitable, remove your commission income. Your commission income is the commission you're paying another agent. It doesn't count in your company's overall gross. I understand you pay tax on that, but Mm -hmm. you're trading time for money. So my belief was, it's just like if you owned a restaurant, are you wanting to go in and flip burgers? Agents that are servicing are the highest paid individual within their organization, but they're still incumbent upon working deals and having to be connected to the transaction. And that's what I didn't want. And I thought I'd be in my 50s or 60s by the time I got to exit, I exited in three years. So in 2014, I told you I was the only one that listed. In 2014, I announced to my team, I'm no longer listing, I'm no longer working buyers. You guys get to work both sides. This is the way the splits are gonna work. I want you to stay on our team forever. I wanna offer more value than anyone else can offer, which I arguably would say, we offer more value than any team I've seen in the nation. And our whole focus was culture, lead gen, lead conversion, accountability, and the systems and strategies that people plug into. And I've been obsessive in making sure instead of worrying about doing my next deal to make a commission, my obsession now is making sure I offer more value than anybody else. I pay the best splits. I give them the most leads if they want them. I give them the best training. I give them the most accountability. Why would you not be on the team? And it's funny, there's 2,700 licensed agents in Omaha. There's about 150 of those that I'd probably want to have on my team. We're at 40 right now. Mm -hmm. Sky's the limit. I'll go as big as we can go. But there's a lot of agents that that don't come over. And they don't come over because the whispers behind my back, and I hope there's agents in Omaha listening that aren't on my team, but the whispers behind my back is that we're glorified telemarketers. Well, here is an update for everyone listening. If you're servicing the business, 85% of your time should be being a glorified telemarketer. You should be <laughs> doing prospecting. You should be calling your sphere. You should be hosting right. events. You should be having conversations. That's called sales. That's what we are supposed to be doing if we're servicing the deal. What you see on HGTV, that's the easy part. That's yeah. go show houses, open doors, write contracts, negotiate, transaction mm-hmm. coordination. All that stuff can be leveraged. Yeah. The real money is made with the outbound prospecting. So our team is is obsessive in making sure we're all outbound prospecting in the right area for our own personality traits some people dominate on open houses some love converting internet leads some love engaging their sphere and we teach all of them to do all three and find the areas where they get the greatest return our focus is to help them make more money in less time with less energy so all these little birds chirp behind our back, saying oh they just make phone calls all the all the time that's why they're successful and my response is, yes, that is precisely right. We've been number one in Nebraska the last five years. We're the number one team at Berkshire in the country because we teach our agents to prospect. Yeah. Note to everyone, Greg Harrelson, are you listening? Greg <laughs> Harrelson's team prospects, 15 hours a week. Um, all yeah. the top performing teams in the country, prospect, it's insane. That's so I, I, I don't want the agents that are like, oh, all they do is make out right. on prospecting calls and go on appointments and make $100,000 a year. My average agent last year made 80 grand. The nation's average is, I think, nine thousand dollars. I think we're like eight x nation's average because we work.
0: <laughs> man, oh, I'm so welcome to now. Crazy Jeff's. Stop this train. Oh man. Okay. Well, let let me ask you one final question, and then we'll uh, we'll start to wind down. We want to talk about the event that's coming up. Cool. I want to dig in just real quick into your thought process behind how do you how do you evaluate the next tool or the next opportunity for how to make something sticky that's going to help the agents succeed and get better results and give them an incentive to stick around and stay with your team. So do you have, I'm sure you get pitched on stuff all the time, obviously. So you have opportunities kind of crossing your desk because everybody's talking about the latest, greatest, whatever. So there's that. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about how much of that is just if sitting back and evaluating what crosses your desk versus how much do you go out and say, okay, here's the gap that we want to fill. I have so that's many about- answers already. Okay, I think a lot about this. So Elite Real Estate
1: Systems provides a virtual solution to training. So instead of you spending 50 grand a year, somebody can hire our virtual training product, super inexpensive. Like we have um, a new enterprise account. If you have a brokerage with a thousand agents, it's $19.97 a month. And all of your agents can get access to eight hours of training a month. If you're an individual listing, $97 a month, eight hours of content. And then for team leaders, it's $9.97 a month, gives them unlimited seats for their agents, and then they get a team leader training four hours a month. So offering that has been huge and sticky and has created a ton of value. But what we continue to think about as you go into the future is what more can we offer to create more value? Well, you want to offer the things your agents don't want to do, which we've learned that quickly up to this point, like transaction coordination. Your agents don't want to do it and it's a stupid place for your agents to spend time. Somebody within your organization should do everything from contract to close, sign runner. Your agent should not be bringing out signs, lock boxes, flyers, marketing, posting stuff to Facebook, inputting it online, like all that needs to be done by somebody else. So what's the next step? We just talked about the pain point that the little birds chirp about behind our backs, prospecting. Mm-hmm. Well, why would every team in America not have Rockerbox calling on their internet leads, doing lead conversion for them? And thousand calls a day doing outbound lead calls with FISBOs and expireds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, REI Vault. Um, sending out postcards, which REI vault, Gary Boomershine is going to be speaking at my event, uh, both the Team Building Summit event and the event we have next weekend over the Berkshire Hathaway event. And they send out a million pieces a month of mail. He said 90% of those are traditional listing leads, only 10% are for rental acquisition, even though most mm-hmm. of his clients are investors wanting to invest in residential. Yeah. So, your question is how to make it stickier? I think agents have missed the mark on lead conversion and making outbound calls to their sphere, outbound prospecting and with internet lead conversion. I think the teams of the future will have an internal sales team. And I know a lot of teams already have this, but you're going to have an internal sales team or you're going to contract virtually. I've always been the big believer of teach the agents to do it and hold them accountable to doing it. Mm -hmm. The truth is agents aren't going to want to have to do it forever. So like those veteran agents I was just talking about, they each have a full-time virtual caller. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. The two agents crushing it on my team each have their own full-time virtual caller that are making prospecting calls on their behalf. And the numbers are easy. Like thousand calls a day.com. It costs two grand a month to have one caller. If your average commission, $6,000, you need one deal every three months. They make 22000 dials a month. That's 66,000 dials a quarter mm-hmm. out of 66,000 dials. We get a 10% answer rate. So you get 6,600 people that answer the call and we're converting about one. We get one executed contract per month per virtual caller And this is for the single family acquisition business, but it's the same numbers for listing leads and buyer lead generation. So that's one component. Number two is a lot of agents across the country aren't investing in real estate the way that they should be. If you wanna talk about regrets when you're 75, 85 years old and you're looking back going, what should I have done differently? Every licensed agent in America is gonna say, I should have bought more houses. And everyone listening to this today in 2019, look at the average house, There's three bed, two bath in your market. In my market right now, it's worth 180,000. It's going to be a million dollars for us or two million, three million, depending on the market you're in, in 40 or 50 years. Why not buy that now? Put very little money down. um, Put it on a 20-year note or even if you can get your first 10 deals, you can do it on a 30-year fixed note. Have someone else rent it, pay it off for you, and you're a cash-flowing king. Well, agents don't do it because they don't make time for it because they're not focused because they're running and chasing the next transaction Hmm. and they live in a world that generates revenue but they they don't generate revenue unless they're out trading time for money, which is a job. So I think that if you can build a component within the team that allows you to assist your agents that aren't focused in acquiring property, and maybe even they just own up, you create an LLC for the team, and I'm buying 10 houses a month right now, but let's say one out of those 10 houses, I buy it for my team, and anyone that's on my team gets to be part of the LLC. I think there's a lot of options there to help with agent retention and to create more value for your, your team.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of the options I see for for the teams that are going to win over the next 10 years. I think the hybrid teams, the, the people that go in the direction of either working with someone like Gary's team at REI Vault or someone who builds a similar flywheel type machine of a, of a hybrid investing slash residential sales team and combines the strengths of each one. I think they're going to have a lot of stickiness for agents because it gives them another path to actual wealth building beyond just the revenue. Like, Hey, yeah, I, I get that you can make a few extra points in revenue somewhere else, but let's get you into wealth building. And by the yep. way, I've got the mechanism for that because we're already generating investing leads over here. So let's get you moved over here. To me, that's a, that is, that is being different and not yep. better. That is a, it's a, it's a much, uh, much different way to retain agents. So uh, ben, ben Kinney once said to me, I always
1: ask like, Hey, should I do A or should I do B? And he says, why don't you do C and C is a little bit of both. Like you said, hybrid, mm-hmm. everyone listening needs to think hybrid. Don't think you have to convert over to something new. Just figure out a way to do a hybrid option and then split test and then track your numbers and decide which route's best for your team. Every, everyone's different. Everyone's goals are different. That's yeah. what's so beautiful is Elite Real Estate Systems teaches the strategies that work for everyone across the country, that, but you might have to tweak a few of these strategies to make them pertinent to your area. They're not always evergreen, of course. Mm-hmm. And so I really like this idea of assisting, like you mentioned, Matt, just assisting the agents in um, the lead acquisition for creating a rental property portfolio, including them in your own deals in some capacity, maybe even like one of our offers right now to our two acquisition managers is if they find us an investment property outside of our marketing dollar, so it mm-hmm. comes from their own sphere essentially, we will let them own 10% without any money in the deal. Wow. So we, we still pay them the normal $2,000 um, acquisition fine, mm-hmm. uh, which is what they get if we have generated the lead, but if they generate the lead, we, we've created an LLC for both of them and mm-hmm. then they just get 10% equity and they don't put any money or any skin in the game other than their time. Yeah. And so I think having something built in like that to help your agents, and I love the retention ideas, part of the deal would be if they leave your team, they're, they're out, out of the LLC, mm-hmm. they, they lose on the, on that future growth. So interesting. That's get Okay.
0: All right. Let's talk about the event.
1: Okay. So this summer I need you guys to come to the team building summit. Go to theteambuildingsummit.com to learn more about it. Um, essentially, it's a two-day, all-day event, uber-focused on teams, scaling teams, culture, leads again. We'll talk leads and what leads are working, what aren't. Um, I've got CEOs from Viral Marketing, Rockerbox, Sisu, REI Vault, and then we have sponsors in Boomtown and Dotloop. And all of them are going to have a keynote on stage, not selling, but creating value and helping us learn more about how to engage in a different way with our audiences. Um, How to be more millennial focused, um, how to be prepared to uh, compete against the iBuyers of the world. Um, I know there's a a lot of disruption in the industry in a lot of different areas. So, we're going to talk about how to overcome that, how to retain agents, just like what we talked about today. And then, we're interviewing five or six top VIP team leaders from across the country, leaders that have exited the business, that are no longer selling, that are focused on the CEO role, which is the horn I constantly am tooting is that you should put yourself in a position where you wouldn't have to sell. So we have VIP team leaders from all over the country that are going to come and speak. And then the best part of this, our anchor of the event, we're taking everyone to the championship game of the College World Series. So our event's June 24th through June 26th. Uh, We have a reception party evening of June 24th. The calendar's on the website. But then the evening of June 25th, we're going to go to the game, and then we have a really fun reception party planned afterwards. And then the event ends at 5 p.m. Wednesday, but we have some um, some little gatherings we're going to be doing later in the evening, Wednesday, the 26th. So it'd be flying to Omaha on a Monday, fly out on a Thursday. Um, last year, it was very well attended. We had about 75 people in attendance last year. We're expecting over 100 this year, but it's an intimate group of team leaders. It's not for your agents. It's not for your admin. It's not for anyone else within the organization. It's for the team leader, the thought leader. It could be the COO role. Um, it could be the accountability coach, but all your top level people. Um, and it's going to be a great time. So tickets are four 97 for a VIP ticket. It's two ninety seven for general. You're going to want VIP. It gives you front row seating, um, gives you access to all the VIP speakers over lunch, gives you the ticket to the college world series game. Uh, is well worth a two day event and the content you're going to get, I guarantee it's going to blow your mind and you're going to be able to see great results through the end of 2019 by implementing some of the strategies, Matt, I think you guys came out last year and spoke, mm-hmm. didn't you?
0: Uh, yeah, was it last year? So it's been that long yeah. already, something like that. Yeah. yeah so it was the first. It was the inaugural one. Yeah. So it's June 24th through the 26th, Omaha is beautiful at that time of year. It's one of the few times a year that that, <laughs> a that Omaha is little genuinely two months beautiful. Sliver. Yeah. Exactly. That's when uh, you want so, to be yeah, here. It was here. a great time. It was it was a blast. Uh, we had me and McDaniel were out there. Uh, spoke a little bit on you know marketing for uh, for team leaders and stuff like that. So yep. yeah, I'm looking at coming out. Uh, McDaniel might be coming out. So who knows? Yeah. Well, there's one thing
1: I want to say, Matt, is a lot of these events I go to you'll see like the keynote or the person that puts the event on, they'll be on stage and then they ghost. I will be everywhere. I will not ghost. I will be present at every event. Anyone that wants to hang out with me, talk to me, I'll buy you a drink. This event's for you. I don't go around peacocking either. I'm there to listen to your problems, help you find solutions in those. And that's how all of my speakers are. I don't do what I call a sellout conference. I call a sellout is where you bring in all these sponsors you've never worked with before because they're writing you big checks. I'm only working with the people I'm actually working with. So the only people I allowed to sponsor this event are the people that my team has been working with for over five years. I vouch for every single one of them and they will be everywhere and they won't be peacocking either. They'll be there to hang out with you, to mastermind for three full days. So it is different than any event I've been to. It's unique. It's a beautiful venue. It's in a brand new Marriott Convention Center in downtown Omaha. The convention center is only two blocks from the field. And so it's like, well, everything's walking this isn't Like Matt mentioned, it's, it's great weather. So if you guys haven't been, and even if you did last year, it's all new speakers this year. It's all new content this year. Don't want to miss out on this one. Go to elite real estate or sorry, the team building summit.com or elite real estate systems.com click on events and yeah. buy your ticket today. Uh, we only have 50 rooms booked in the hotel block with the discounted rate. So the first 50 are going to get the discount. I think it's like 250 bucks a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so try to get on there as soon as possible, get your ticket booked and go get your hotel room booked. You fly into Omaha, OMA is the airport code for that. Um, and I know, you know, we're centrally located. So for most people you can get a direct flight if you're in a major hub, otherwise yep. there might be a little, two little jumps you got to make to get here. It's a cute little airport. You can Uber to the hotel, $7 yep. Uber ride to the hotel. You don't need to rent yeah. a car.
0: Yeah, it's day. super easy. It's like 10 minutes from downtown. So very, very yep. easy to get in and out. Yep. yep. So
1: come check All it out. Right. We had last year, I think we had about I tra- tracking it. I think 50 people off the podcast ended up coming. I'd like to see us double that this year. So please, if you guys can, I know it's hard in the summer, you've got family trips, you've got all these other things going on. If there were an event a year to go to, this is the event. If you're a team or an aspiring team leader or a broker owner, this is the event you want
0: to go to. Yeah. hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. All right, Jeff. Appreciate it. Anything, any last words behind it besides that?
1: You know, I know we talk about a lot of stuff. I talk really fast. People have joked with me that most podcasts they listen to at 2x. With mine, they go to 0.5. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to apologize for that. I have a lot of content I want to get out. Um, I think that just don't feel like you have to accomplish everything right away. I've get I've have certain coaching clients, but it feels like they want to do everything in the first year. This is, just think of this as like a 30 year project. The joy is in the journey. Take a deep breath, figure things out, apply new concepts, fail forward, apply new concepts, fail forward, and it's never ending. I'm still going through struggles. Like I said, only 15% of our deals last year were internet leads, that killed my, my net income. I was down $100,000 last year going, what happened? And then I discovered, oh, it's because our internet leads are way down because it's a seller's market. And there's ways to combat that. And so that's the big part of why we do the podcast, guys. Just so everyone knows, I don't get paid for this. Johnson's not writing me a check. I'm writing him a check to be able to post these podcasts out there. But I do it, of course, to generate people to my events and to to generate some buzz with our expansion in the past and then now, of Mm -hmm. course, our coaching company. But the true reason is I have a huge passion around this. Whenever I have a really good thing, I want to share it with other people. And so I've been able to spend millions of dollars in R&D and then share that with the public for free. If you could please, and I know we've asked this a lot, we're still not over a hundred reviews. If you have yet to do a review, please go to iTunes under, on the podcast and go in. You got to scroll like down maybe a couple of polls and you'll see their five-star review. Give us five stars. Give a shout out to Johnson for doing such a great job. Give a shout out to me and any great content you've gotten off this podcast. Uh, we really want to get over a hundred reviews on there and we'd appreciate your guys' positive feedback. And then of course, if there's ever any topics you want us to jam on, mm-hmm name it. I don't know that we've had Give that happen very often, but if there's like the easiest way is just
0: message us on Facebook,
1: Yeah, message know. myself or Matt and just say, Hey, I want you guys to talk about XYZ and we'll talk about it on our next call.
0: Yeah, that's right. Awesome, man. This is a lot of fun as always. Super, super dense with content. And I know people have to like, go back and listen because there's like a lot of numbers being thrown out. <laughs> uh, but uh, that, that's what I love about this one. The, uh, the reason why this podcast works so well uh, in the big scheme of things is because the content is this way. So yeah, yeah, don't slow down. Don't stop.
1: I will toot my own horn for a second.
0: I run a real estate team.
1: This makes me unique as a real estate coach. There are a few, but not Mm -hmm. many, that have ever ran a team, especially a team that sells seven hundred houses a year. And people know I'm real because they hear me talk to the numbers. I know my business. I know. You know, it's like um, this event next weekend with um, Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha. He's eighty six years old. He'll be in front of a hundred thousand people answering to the investments that they've put into the Berkshire Hathaway business mm-hmm. and he's 86. The guy's amazing. It's, it's awesome. listening. He's like, they own like 90 companies and they'll ask him specific questions about each of these companies and he is just sharp and mm-hmm. can answer all those questions. So I feel that I do a pretty good job knowing our numbers. I don't know all of them. Kevin would be much better probably speaking to all the analytics, but I know enough and I look for patterns. And I, mm-hmm. I think I'd recommend to anyone that's listening, you don't have to track every single thing. but be in a position where you can look at patterns in your business and understand, you know, what is one agent worth to you? We talked about the pillars earlier, mm-hmm. um, holding up a bridge. I know a pillar on my team nets me around 25 to $30,000. Mm-hmm. That's the value. What, what was the book, Matt? There was a book I read a couple of years ago. Starbucks had done a study to figure out what one client was worth. One client that stayed with Starbucks over a course of 30 years, they had identified, I, I don't remember the dollar amount, maybe $1,500, but essentially, they were able to figure out what one person's value was mm. and why it was so important keeping that Starbucks client for life. Right. You guys have that not only for retaining your agents, but also for retaining your clients because they say, yeah. people will say, oh, your clients are only going to buy or sell every 11 years. Well, hey, if your team's going to exist for the next 50 years, that's five transactions. Average commission is six grand. That's mm. $30,000 of potential revenue. And if you have hundreds of people in your sphere, start adding it up. Yeah. Think about that. The life value. And then you look add in all the referrals that you're gonna get from those leads. So here we go. I could keep going.
0: We just started another episode. All right. We did. With that being said, Jeff, thank you and stop talking. Thank you, Matt
1: Johnson. <laughs> Appreciate it, man.